are listening to Adam RMD GD Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, peoples? I uh, want to do this uh, latter half of the apocalypse show <laughs> and just talk about some random fucking bullshit that's going on and uh, how deep it is. And we got my uh, favorite new person I got on the show using the platform for what it is. Dr. Anonymous. And uh, we're going to break down some shit tonight. He's definitely an interesting cat. <laughs> you know us gutter punks, man. We had some history. Dr. Anonymous is no exception. He's got an exquisite brain. He's going to share some apocalyptic shit. We're going to both talk as uh, not only doctors of doom, but we're going to talk about fucking being parents. And, uh, oh, got some fans. And just how uh, desensitized uh, kids really are. Maybe they don't really give a fuck about some alpha draconians. (laughs) They're like, yeah, they're there, whatever. Oh, there's a planet X. Yeah, that's cool. Well, don't get too desensitized, new generation. You still have responsibilities to fulfill. And you don't want to make the mistakes that these old fucking assholes are making right now. Making rules and decisions for you like they've been doing. We need new blood, man. You know. <laughs> But don't turn against the Generation X or anybody after that. But you can turn against anybody before that. I don't give a fuck. Fuck those guys. I trust the kids, man. I'm going to be good to the kids, dude. Even if I get killed by a kid. (laughs) Hopefully I don't. But you never know. There's some angry kids out there, man. I don't blame them. I got your guys' back, dude. We're going to talk tonight with the Dr. Dooms. (laughs) Oh, man. See if you can decipher the madness. Stick around till the end, and I'll give you the details on how to contact me. All right, let's get the fucking shit rolling, motherfucker. Fuck yeah, bad brains and shit. We'll be right back, dude. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Miles, put it down. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody on? Still direct, huh? Still here. You can do 
anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. Line. Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. Well, it has been. Uh, August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground. Here I am, flat on my ass. Who, who I got living next door to me? I'm Shan Tate. I'm in the movie. You're in this? That's me. I play Miss Carlson, the klutz. Charlie's gonna dig you. Forget it. We now return. Oh dear. So how you doing out there, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, I was just telling you the story. I wanted to go see Napalm Death tonight. My mom was all bummed out that I didn't go, but I uh, had to trust my gut that something was not good was not really going to happen and you know maybe nothing would have happened I just would have rocked out and it sucks because it's napalm death but uh I'll tell you man sometimes you just can't tell which way the wind's going to blow and I just got to tell everybody from your doctor here uh your heart and mind can lie to you and they do but your gut is never wrong (laughs) And you should only you should listen to it because it only tells you one time. It's it's been there before, I think. Even if you don't remember it. Yeah, and it's like hmm, sometimes if you just feel like, and I was talking to my brother, I was like, "Do you think I'm unhealthy?" <laughs> I was like, you know, am I? Uh, should I have gone out tonight? I don't really go out too much right now because I feel like I'm on a mission. And I just want to fulfill it and do it the right way. And I don't really need altercations and shit like that. And for people who are trying to take their life seriously, you know, I don't know if you want to deal with that kind of shit. But if you feel it, you know, and you're in a situation where it might not be that great, you should probably trust your gut. And if you fit, you know, a lot to take seriously nowadays. I'm sure I agree with you entirely. And there are a lot of people that are clowning around. Yeah, people are kind of nuts right now, dude. <laughs> you know? Well, we, we watch a lot of memes or whatever the kids are doing nowadays. Fucking memes. Great. <laughs> Talk about American horror fuckery, right? This is what we're based off of now? It used to be television programs. Now they've got memes and it's quick, quick release. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, you know, the two minute fucking jerk off. Like, oh! Well, <laughs> my, my favorite bit of information is they, uh, some of you old enough to remember that, that uh, dog and the kid, there was like a 15 minute short with their claymation. They were Davy and Goliath. Yeah, Art Cloaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they figured out, you know, kids are, when they, they played it early in the morning, intentionally, so the kids weren't fully awake. And then there were 15 minutes before you knew, before you had fully woken up, it was over. It had you programmed. They intentionally did that. I heard a story about Art Cloaky. And, uh, well, I heard that, uh, when he made Gumby, um, when it when it finally was over with, he had taken all of the money, his fortune from it, and made a brand new claymation that nobody knows about. And uh, the reason you don't know about it is because he spent all of his money on it, and then the network was like, nah. And he had lost his daughter. Oh, wow. Uh, she died in a car accident, maybe. And I think he was just having this hard-ass time, and he was, like, facing difficulties. And he was a Buddhist. So he went on a Buddhist retreat to India, and the thing they were doing or whatever, the Dalai Lama or whoever walks up from behind you and sprinkles these ashes of the dead on you, you fucking uh, will be blessed. And not everybody in the thing gets blessed with that you know thing and sure enough the Dalai Lama had come up behind Art Cloakey and and you know ashed him with those fucking dead ashes or whatever and uh he was like stoked about it and then when he got back to America the first thing that happened was the NFL called him and was like hey can we use Gumby during the halftime and uh and uh, he was like, uh, yeah. And uh, and then Saturday Night Live called him about a, less than a month later and was like, hey, can Eddie Murphy do a fucking deranged version of Gumby? And, they, and he was like, yeah. And he got paid off that. And then all of a sudden his merchandise was all over the place in shopping malls in the late 80s. Mid, mid to late 80s. You know, little Art Cloaky history for you. It's not a scary story or anything, but kind of a cool story. Well, the guy who made Gumby, he deserved a good ending. (laughs) He got it. Not everything ends good, though, huh? Like in the case with River Phoenix? No, no. He didn't didn't die very well at all. Uh, Tell us what you know about that, man, because I, I really... Even though we've been trying to get this show for a while, I still haven't done any real investigation into it because I just wanted to hear it finally. And I think we were trying to do it before, but uh, we kept getting distraculated. Well, I'm I'm kind of just a late person with this kind of stuff because I read what I can, and I do think I read quite a bit, but keeping track of all of it, there are people that are closer to it, you know, you can talk to Rose McGowan, her family is tied to the same cult.
cult that I guess they're gonna call it a cult. I think even Rose calls it a cult. But, uh, she uh, said that they basically did weird kind of near prostitution, or maybe I don't know where they put the line with that with that group when she was in Italy. What what the whole thing was about, but. River Phoenix, his whole family, including Joaquin, um, their sister, which I think she was going by Joan of Arc at that time. That was like this name she just gave herself? No, 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 because they they had like the hippie names, you know? Okay. So Joaquin was originally Leaf. So, and yeah, River just kept his name. He never changed that. So, yeah. I think Joan was there at the Viper Room. I'm not sure who else was there. Um, I'm sure there are people that have done all the research. Um, but I know that he, there are rumors that he was keeping clean. There are rumors that he was drinking Jägermeister. There was no alcohol in his system that night. Uh, they but were- they found alcohol anyway in the autopsy is what you're saying. They, they found no alcohol in the autopsy, but there were people that claimed to have seen him drinking Jägermeister. Oh, I see. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's in the book that I, I did get recently. Um, Why would people lie? What do you think people, what would be the motive to lie about him drinking if he, if he wasn't? Well, just to get different stories that, you know, if it never gets, if you can't trace what the hell happened, how are you going to pin it on anybody? I remember he was like a very powerful actor for being this kid back then. Sure. And, you know, Stand By Me. Um, Young Indiana Jones. You know, and, you know, that was one of the things we were talking about, you know, child, you know, children being violated in Hollywood, and I always felt like River Phoenix was definitely one of these kids that got shaken up before he was on the set of Stand By Me because the guy, whoever, who's the guy who did Stand By Me? Um, who did that? that I mean, it's Stephen King's story. It's a Spielberg fucking production though, right? Um, I think it was Amblin, I'm not sure. Yeah, and uh, according to the guy, the director on there, he said these kids were sh- shaken up, man. Like whoever had worked with them before that had cl- well, clearly the- violated them. What that's Will Wheaton on the set with them, and uh, who's the who's the other kid that was on there? Um, oh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, who's just surrounded surrounded by all this kind of shit, you know. Uh, clearly, sitting on names until 2017, September 17, finally releasing the first of of many names that would end up going into uh, accountability for uh, sexual discretion, perversions against minors, shit like that. Fucking Yeah, I know, I know mainstream they talk out there is tough now about because Kevin Spacey's on trial right now. Yep. And that's got a 14-year-old in it. So yeah. That's you know, And it's, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's more than one, right? That's what I was going to say. It's more than one uh, case, isn't it, with Kevin Spacey? Yeah, more than one that's still alive, because three have died. Oh, God, that's disturbing, huh? That's fucking disturbing in and of itself. Well, 
You know, <laughs> I, I liked Kevin Spacey too, man. And then you see, then you hear this shit, and you're like, "Fuck Seven, fuck Usual Suspects," right? I mean, it puts the taint on it, man. It's kind of like if they could prove that fucking Quentin Tarantino had any shred of connection to Harvey Weinstein, but he did, you know. Like, he like, he took a quick exit stage left. Yeah. Do this kind of thing together. Yeah, yeah. If I heard anything about that. And that's what we were saying last time is, yeah, we don't know. Here, come a little closer to your phone, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's like the names and the allegations coming forward. Uh, the Viper Room having this connection to... Some kind of uh, sadistic... The owner, the owner of it is Johnny Depp. So okay, yeah. It happened on his on his turf, so I think he... I don't know where he was that night, or who else was at the club. But I, th- but I think it's all very interesting that it just sort of... It happened on Halloween, and there's still nobody that's ever been like, hey, I think I know who might have slipped it to him. Like, nobody's going to talk about that. It's one of those never going to be explained Hollywood deaths, I think. How long ago was that case with the Viper Room? I think that was 95, God as damn. I recall. Yeah, so it's, it's weird long. to think Johnny Depp would be like involved with these kinds of uh, deprivated acts. Uh, well, but, you know, after it, it's all been said and exposed, uh, I can't say I'm... I'm sh- I don't want to be desensitized, you know? But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Kevin Spacey, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you and I, I think I kind of float on the fringe and I listen to see what the fringe is saying, okay? And so I think there was the, the concert recently where the people were trampled and there were people connecting that to like weird sort of cultic stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, that's interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't see any proof there. There's numerology and stuff like that, but give me something. Give me some concrete evidence. And when you get things like Kevin Spacey, you know that's deep enough. And then when you get other things that have gone on that have that seem to be organized, I pay attention because I've seen, I've, I've met people that have been involved with it. So would you could be in a parent?" Would you consider this shit, you know, total realistic horror? Pretty much. Like, knowing that you would trust people with your children. But I I don't know if I would necessarily go to Hollywood and trust people with my children, by the way. It is kind of uh, too bad that it is like this weird flypaper. That if the kid has a talent, wherever the kid's born, it could be like fucking... The Quad Cities, Iowa. They would have. Go ahead. Make sure your kid doesn't have talent. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you know, and plug because you're gonna end up in L.A. Exactly, and you're gonna have to like deal with this. One of two places. It's like New York for broadcasting, L.A. for visual. Oh, there's also Florida. Florida. Atlanta. You know, but there's a couple places. Have Have you been out to Florida much? See, see, I've had some uh, years in Florida, not not in any sort of uh, institution or anything, but uh, they have the lingerie modeling places, which are 
indicative of how Florida is, how it's the moral high ground, but you can do lingerie modeling, which are just shops around exactly what you think they are. You've got a woman in a room with you that will model lingerie for you privately. Okay. So Florida is an interesting state to me. Also where Johnny Depp is from in the Fort Lauderdale area. Now you put something together for me the other night that I never really thought about. And I always thought, hey, me and Johnny Depp are like the same age. Like he might be two years older than me or, but he ends up being nine years older than me. And I hadn't investigated that ever. I always thought, hey, he's around my age. He's probably just a little bit older. And the reason I thought that was because when I was in Hollandale High in Florida and I lived out there, it was like, I don't know, it was the year, it was the year River's Edge came out. <laughs> if you remember that? Sure, uh, sure. Uh, that was my ninth grade original beginning in Hollandale. And all of a sudden this kid came in with the mohawk and it was Johnny Depp. And he had a leather on and on. I was like, cool hawk. And he's like, you too, man. And I had my mohawk up and we looked like roosters. Just Ray, you know. And uh, he pulled out this cassette tape and it was Black Flag My War. And he's like, you want this? And I was like, yeah, I can have that. And he goes, yeah. And back then, that was like, you know, 10 bucks was a lot of money for that motherfucker, you know? And, uh, which was what you were basically spending, like, you know, eight bucks, which was like 20. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, I, he gave it to me and I was like, why are you giving this to me? And he goes, I can't take it with me where I'm going. And I was like, where are you going? And he goes, I have no idea. And he had that kind of incandescent look on his face. And I didn't realize it, but he would have been 23 fucking years old, man. Because I was like 14 or 15, dude. And you put it together and said that there was some interacting case with him and somebody else during 21 Jump Street. No, no, he was he was dating uh, Winona Ryder. Oh, Winona Ryder, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty early on in this whole... But how old would she have been, you said? I think she was a teenager when she when he was first dating her, not, uh, not a legal teenager when he was first, you know, hanging out with her. That's how they would do it that then, as far as, you know, the public is concerned. Although, you know, there are stories where people like Salil Moon Fry has come out and said that Charlie Sheen has had sex, took her virginity, I think, when she was underage. But wow. she's not pressing charges or anything like that. And they're not, what are they going to do to Charlie? Fucking Punky Brewster, man. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Uh, she, I liked her when when I was a kid, you know, but Charlie I mean, Sheen was already old when I was a kid. The times have changed a bit, and I think kids today are a little less uh, cool with being, um, I don't what, what would we just say, just sexually um, used by people who are much older than them? Like, they don't care, you're saying. Like, the there's kids, less the, care. The, I think the kids today recognize it, but I think they're also, they're, yeah, they're a little more aware of it. How do you think kids feel about all this shit right now? 
had, had, talking to your kids and stuff. They're little, but yeah, they're not that old. I've got a teenage uh, little, but I've got a teenager. Um, I think they're aware where the whole world is because the whole world is different than the U.S. as well. You can go to France and there are different rules. Japan has different rules. But in the U.S. it's 18. And I think we've been accustomed to that and we, we do appreciate that. My kids, my uh, teenager at least, is able to turn to me and say, look, I realize my brain isn't going to be fully formed till I'm 25. Okay. Yeah. It used to be 18, but that's cool. Well, no, Better safe yeah. than sorry. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's still there's still things that are being connections that are being made at 25. I mean, the insurance companies must know it because they they know you're not your insurance finally goes down at 25. They have to have done these pie ratios of death. Sure, sure. You know, there's reasons for everything. If it's, you know, if it's monetized, you don't think that the you know businesses know that. You know. Do you feel like? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Whoever wins the Super Bowl is good for the franchise, I would say. Well, plus the Super Bowl running, being one of the biggest human traffickers in the fucking business right now, right? I mean, they have accusations, there's been no indictments, but there's been, like, this rumors of uh, parking lot fucking human trafficking during NFL games and that they're directly connected. You ever heard that shit? I, I have not heard that, but... Uh... You know, I've been on this earth, I've seen some pretty wild stuff, I've met some human traffickers who tried to, uh, took me to an amusement park when I was 21, they thought I was a teenager, um, tried to groom me, I ducked out, never looked back, but I uh, got one of their names, feds have their, that guy's name. The feds oh, have it? What's, what's that? You said the feds have it? Oh yeah, the feds have it. <sighs> Friend who uh, made sure the feds have his name. So, Where was that? Can you, can, can you disclose it? I can absolutely say that it was in Pennsylvania. It's where they live. Got me out of New York City. I was a gutter punk in New York City in 1995. Summer camping. Uh, never took any offers when I was there. Thought these guys were legit. Just trying to give, give somebody a ride out of the city. You know... I was probably could, you know, if they want to give me a bus ride home, that's cool. I don't know. They started talking about going to Boston. And let me tell you one thing that I can say to all you kids. Even if you're in a tough spot, if you feel like they're going to move you to a second location, do whatever you can to get out. You do not want to go to that second location. Countless, countless, countless people will tell you that. That's just straight up almost common sense. I would say so. I yeah. would say so. But we we can go into some other stories. I think the uh, yeah, let's hear some more. Tarantino and Tarantino's latest. You and I both seen his last movie, which had the Lancer set, where they had uh, Timothy Oliphant playing uh, uh, James Stacy, his character. James Stacy, who uh, lost, I think, his his arm. In a motorcycle accident? In real life. In real life. In real life. They gave him some, and then they made special roles for him and stuff like that. And later on, he got in trouble for uh, 
being involved with a minor. Oh. And I believe he went to jail for it. I could be wrong about that. Well, hopefully you're not so wrong about it. He was included it. in that movie, and then he put the little girl never in the scene with him, but had added a girl to the pilot Lancer that was not in the pilot uh, series at all made uh, it changed the woman character to a child character. Huh. Go back. Oh yeah, I've watched the TV show too. You can go back and watch the TV show and see. Compare the pilot. It's a fun game to compare the two pilots. You want to do one of those little? Uh, you know, we would watch the uh, watch Pink Floyd and uh, or listen to Pink Floyd and what are we going to watch? Uh, that Wizard of Oz movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dark Side so, of the Moon. You can play the, what are the differences between these two pilots that he creates? Yeah. You know, and you see that he's pointing at certain things. So, we'll let the, if the viewers want to do that, they can do that. Well, they can go back and listen to the, uh, we actually, me and uh, my friend Kim Jackson did the um, Wizard of Oz episode. And uh, I actually got had lost one of my my uh, art artist friends who's like in the industry who's Apache and he was like I'm not going to talk to you anymore after I put out that episode and I, di- I didn't have to guess why and it might, and a lot of people may not know this about Wizard of Oz or about L. Frank Baum but he was a big time fucking racist and he was a big time uh, advocator of Native American genocide I didn't. Do, have you ever heard that before? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, not many people know it, and I wonder, you know, if because of cancel culture being so prominent, how many people would turn their attention to that if they actually, you know, given the right wind, L. Frank Baum suddenly gets this whole thing, you know, where oh well, you're a racist, and Wizard of Oz is. Uh, some racist shit because of it. You know, I can so, just hear it. You know, I think I think about things like you know they talk about the Globe Theater with Shakespeare. Like, yeah, there are other lots of other playwrights from that time period that never get that we forget. There are so many of the movies that we care about or our parents cared about that passed on to us. They were like, well, our kids aren't going to care about that. They killed grandkids. Wizard of Oz may just end up being canceled. I and feel it. We say we we can we can deal with a lot of that crap. We think about how many of the the old how many how many times are you going to watch the Three Stooges? Yeah, but you at know, least they weren't racist. True, <laughs> true. Or I don't know. It's been so long. <laughs> Not that they made no, uh, publicly known. Yeah. I mean, L. Frank yeah. Baum published that shit in. Uh, he published that shit in fucking. Uh, uh, Reader's Digest about the savages being slayed for the benefit of our society's upbringing, you know. And well, they talk about colonialism nowadays. That's what it's got. No colonialism. Stuff. Well, now it's <laughs> what is it now? It's fucking. It's a uh, alpha draconian, right? Sure, sure. And I feel like alpha draconian came in in the. Right at the beginning of colonialism, people are like, do you believe in Alpha Draconian? Yeah. When do you think they started intermingling with humans? 14th century. And I think that 
they had been here this whole time and I think they finally you know went for it and decided that there would be a more powerful hybrid human that they could create which I believe is the US government uh, and members of it and I'm that old school uh, conspiracy realist they haven't disproven it they haven't disproven that you know why does NASA gotta act like fucking little babies and cancel some motherfucker's Reddit account in 2016 because he asked him if there was aliens. And he asked them if there were aliens as a follow-up question to a, uh, a statement they had released where NASA was like, we found seven exoplanets that can harbor life. Okay, well, are there aliens then? Are we watching those planets more? What's going on here? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, they miscon- to me, they misconstrued the information, and these planets are actually in our exact solar system and not, whatever, 25 light years away from us. Even if they, even if there probably is life inhabiting exoplanets, and maybe a set of seven, that could very well, uh, but I think the ones that could are in our solar system right now, and I think that's a horror story because... I do believe in Nibiru, and I do believe that we were engineered. I'm not going to change my story. I feel like, you know, they powers that be definitely know what I'm talking about, and that the shit's hidden at the bottom of the Vatican. And they've been having fucking the guy with the hairdo on Ancient Aliens tell me they've been smoking weed with me for fucking, you know, thousands of years. And I'm like, okay. And then they post hypnotic suggestion me and make me feel like, could it be that aliens are taking massive bong rips? And, you know, I the guy with the hair just said, yeah, they are. So why are you trying to MK Ultra me with post hypnotic suggestion? So I won't give a fuck when it actually shows up, right? Right. Yeah, well, that's why they would do it the way they do it. You know, I'm not stupid. These guys are CIA. That guy with the fucking hairdo and that Japanese silver fox motherfucker. He, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You're talking about. You know, these guys are CIA, and you know how you know they're CIA because one of the rules of being in the CIA is that you have to be attractive to the entire planet, or you can't get hired. Did you know that? Yeah, that's the reality, and you know, according to 40-year-old stoner motherfuckers smoking on their fucking couch when they should be working, watching Ancient Aliens, uh, that's exactly what why they're watching him, because he looks cool, dude, and he he's cool, dude. You know, and it's like, okay, well... You can, you can stand looking at him. It's a real horror story. I think, you know, to have these kinds of, like, planets the size that they are, too, documented. Uh, one being, um, you know, the size of Jupiter, no, known as Nibiru, going all the way back to the Sumerian text. But the re- the information wasn't released until, so, so, so they just, until they just 1974. Yeah, well, it wasn't hidden. It wasn't hidden. It was released. And that's the Alpha Draconian Code. They gotta release this shit. 
We'll be right back, motherfucker. We now return, motherfucker. Nothing new. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can absolutely hear you. Okay, good. No, I, I, well, you know, this shit goes back forever. But, you know, 1974 proper is when Zechariah Sitchin releases the information. And, uh, to a colleague, you, you know, to a, a group of colleagues that start following him, Van Dyneken is the other guy who can translate Sumerian text at that time, you know? Can you hear me? I can hear you. And, uh, you know, these books could be found at grocery stores, uh, talking about, uh, how we were engineered. And it's really the first time the information comes out. I mathematically broke it down. And if you go by Bible prophecy, the last Bible prophecy already happened in 1968. So we are... We're in the apocalypse since 67. It's like late 67, 68. That's when the apocalypse would have started. Mathematically. And now uh, the planets are here. And it does talk about this system in St. John Divine in the Bible. And without preaching, I'm just talking about what it says. And it just says, hey, there's a planet called Wormwood. And it's part of this red dragon. And when you see it, when you do finally see these things, they'll come looking like a red dragon in the sky. It's going to appear to everybody. It'll appear to everybody. That's when these Christians, the Sethite... See, I'm not a Sethite Christian, even though I believe in Jesus, and that's for me. I don't feel like, you know, everybody... Well, some people believe he doesn't, doesn't yeah, even Yeah, it's like, exist. it doesn't matter what... But, made up. But what they believe, what they believe is what I'm talking about, is their Jesus is going to come out of the sky. And... I've been working for the creator of all for like fucking like 19 years, dude. And not once has he ever referred, and I say he because I'm third dimensional, whatever. Uh, but, and that's what's comfortable for me. But uh, that doesn't make it, that's what it ultimately is. That's the Sethite thing too. There are no ultimates with the creator. Whatever the energy transformation right. that you receive is, that's what it is. You're not gonna. You, you're yeah. not gonna get upset at me if I call the creator Bob. No, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter because. And but the Sethite Christian will, and they'll say, "Hey, that's blasphemy," because they're going by this Roman kind of pagan infusion that happened to form this fucking Christian abominated religion to begin with. And people don't understand. You know, the real horror 
since we're into Halloween, is that the devil's fucking real. And people don't want to accept that. They want to accept the fact that they can just do whatever the fuck they want. They only got to care about their families, their immediate surroundings, and everybody else can take a fucking ride to fucking fuck off land, right? It's a general-like yeah. conception. That's It's a generalization of the average person out at, and, you know, given circumstances, showing empathy for these people that are like this, uh, they are put in rather fucking extreme positions like the rest of us. No one's off the fucking hook. We're all pretty much fucked. Uh, and it's always these powers that be calling shots that are ridiculous. Uh, the main one, which I don't want to launch into, <laughs> But I'll say the main one right now, these guys are the ones on the radar here on 2022. Uh, what was it, like so many states passing that the laws on women's bodies about what they're allowed to do. And uh, that's a huge fucking setback for fucking evolvement. Um, the war with Putin and the Ukraine, that's a huge disappointment. And so immature. And just so... <laughs> ridiculous and now we got this guy out of Italy and the problems just keep going on the same way but they can't keep going on the same way that's not how physics works well they can go on for a little bit they, some of them must be distractions I feel like there a lot what of I shit that they throw up are smoke screens for bigger things that are really going on Absolutely. Like, you know, even uh, George Orwell talking about, you know, the things that would happen in 1984. He's got to be rolling in his fucking grave, right? Sure. And there's also the, the term limited hangout. I like that one. Well, you put out, you just, whatever, whatever you've got that, that is just the nastiest stuff, just make them go. I'm not going to press religion on anybody. Listen, I'm not going to press any religion on anybody, but I will strongly, I will strongly like advocate and I will say, consider the fact that there is a creator and that wouldn't you rather be wrong? Wouldn't you rather be wrong about like, or you know, wrong about the the one you see in front of you than the one that may actually be there. And don't think that just because you see this one on Earth that that's the end all be all. That's not the end all be all. And you know, love does win in the end. It's not some fucking dream. It's you know, people can write all the evil they want, and they should. They should exercise it out of them. Hey, if I would, if I, you know, knowing that you're half fucking Sasquatch. And half fucking some motherfucker that should have been working for God and not being a dick and fucking with the DNA of us. And I think that's one of the things people, they think God's perfect and he's not, man. You know, he, he's not perfect. And that the imperfection is, is the fabric of the fucking universe, man. Well, let's, let's, put, it, let's put it rationally. The Bible, the Word of God, is in written by people, and so and it's been translated. It's fallible. 
Yeah. And it, and it definitely... So the word is, of God is, is fallible. Who's not... To, and, and it's the word of God that says that God is infallible. So who are we to say that God is not fallible or is infallible? I think that's what I mean to say, the well, second one. I, th- I always ask people, hey, imagine that you're the only motherfucker that ever existed and how lonely that would fucking be. You would eventually create motherfuckers around you. And the first set that you'd have would probably serve you. And, oh, my God, you're the best, and blah, blah, blah. Matt Groening, he, had a, he did a version of that, what I'm talking about, on uh, Futurama, when Bender becomes God. And he's floating through space for eternity. <laughs> and he starts growing life out of his ass, his shiny metal ass. And all the life on there, they're like, oh, supreme being. And he's like, oh, don't worship me. I'm a fucking loser. I'm just some drunk, you know? And Aww. and then he ends, at the end, you know, he ends up inadvertently, accidentally wiping the life off his ass. And, then he, and then he ends up in a vapor <laughs> cloud that has blinking lights in it, which is like a portrayal of this energy of well, like God, the, the, this, some God out. energy. You know, he's like, I don't think I'm God, but if I am, I don't know. And then he's like, uh, and he's like, wow, you know everything. He goes, and it, you know, he tells him, he's like, sometimes it's like setting your own place on fire. You're only really doing it for the insurance money or such. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, whatever the analogy was to describe why things have to be the way they are. And why you have to be the one that makes the moves. Uh, you know, you can know all this stuff. I think a lot of these Christians feel, and that's a horror on the earth. Oh, well, we have claimed the name of Jesus Christ, so, you know, we're okay. And that, I think that's why a lot of these stars walk free from doing these things, these horrific things to children. And I think that kind of psychology is not applicable in the spirit world and you can't really fucking have that kind of train of thought thinking that you're okay just because you said some shit with your mouth that's not how it works man you're only seen by your actions of your heart and you know sometimes the actions of the heart are hard things to have to fucking deal with right it's kind of one of the reasons I started this fucking show and I just feel like I've been, this shit's been on my mind a lot, you know, but I kind of want to open up in the Halloween season because I'm like, here's the real evil. Here's What's the, that? Well, what I'm saying, you know, it's this lie. It's only that we get to fucking be here and experience these motherfuckers to even decide what, how we feel about it. How do we feel about, you know, hologram Biden sticking his hand through a microphone? (laughs) And anybody who saw that shit, you can watch it from two different angles and the motherfucker sticks his hand through a microphone on the White House lawn. So I was thinking about that. So this is one of those things (laughs) like, like if they had a crappy hologram Biden and they had a real or a clone Biden, like they've got, how many Bidens do you think they have? Like, they could literally just be like, we do not give a crap. You don't pay attention to Biden anyways. I don't think people on the left even do. 
I don't think anybody watches Biden now. Now I can tell you for a fact, people would watch Trump. People would watch Trump, and they would pretty much they love to watch Trump. Yeah. You know, but who's paying attention? You think the kids are paying attention to Biden? They they fall asleep faster than Biden. They don't care. They don't care. They could put hologram Biden up, and they they'd be fine. And but they would laugh that someone noticed because what are you going to do about it? Well, I think, you know, <laughs> it on that one end, there is that kind of trite, almost Simpsons written attitude about it. Oh my God, he's a hologram. Oh, well, let's eat some nachos. Um, I mean, you kind of have to be nowadays. I think, well, but my favorite one was huh. with Obama. Do you remember Obama? That that, that Michelle is a wolf, that is not a woman. Right. That's one of the that they they did. And yeah, and Joe talked, Rivers admitted. I, it I talked to my teenager, and my teenager was like, yeah. <laughs> because the kids today, the kids today are just like so, because nothing is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it, and so, uh, it's ridiculous, man. It's Michael Obama. So. Who cares? And really, would it, like, would you be surprised if they were like, finally, we're just going to come out and say it. Michelle's a guy. And, and Obama or, goes, was, or was, was a guy. Or was and I'm a guy. his wife. <laughs> what? And Obama could say, I'm his wife. <laughs> yeah, you could, do, you could do anything. Because I feel like that's what the role is. I feel like that's the, that is the actual role. She's the dominant like you want to talk about you're you're in the end times. Compare this to compare this world to nineteen fifties. Yeah. It's not even a hundred years, man. Yeah. <laughs> what is this OnlyFans? What is we used to It say really does start to like now it, it's like Well go ahead go ahead and get on the poll. What is, what is this? I don't know. Don't get on the poll. Don't do it. Get get a degree. <laughs> There's a few things in the in the. Two I'm not decades. even mad if they join the military. You know, whatever, dude. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's a scary world. Okay, I'm gonna say this, motherfucker. Don't start repeating old. Uh, <laughs> get this out. Um, Absolutely, Roswell seems to be this fucking mark. Roswell. Roswell, New Mexico, Truman registration. Uh, nothing's changed out there on that fucking crazy ass place, too. But if you look where it's at, it's on the thirty-third parallel. Roswell. I I did not know that. And when it goes across, it goes right into Chucktown. Well, what's in Charleston, South Carolina? The biggest airport in the country and the most like used one outside of wash state i think uh because of where it's set on the 33rd parallel it's a landing strip and when you follow the 33rd parallel across the uh exact uh circumference of the globe sure you'll come to atlantis and atlantis is not in the ocean people don't necessarily know that but it's not in the ocean it's on land it's uh, tucked away, like, under some buried shit next to Ethiopia. Like Wakanda. 
like they're referencing just it. Just like, move. and it's, here's that Draco code. Here's your Draco code. Well, well why not? Yeah, they got to tell you. They got to tell Atlantis. And what did, And who's in the new Black Panther 2? Submariner. And he's not from Atlantis anymore. What is he? He's Mayan. I don't even know, They changed know, him to Mayan. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean... I, Samiri, meta, deep, disturbing, horrific. I think you were talking the other Psychological day, breakdown shit that we really need to go into, people. And Mike, for all I, these comic nerds, too, who are, like, into the black... It's like, I love them, too, man. But I gotta tell everybody straight up, Stay real fast with the Black Panther. Sure, it is a gigantic conspiracy, and the only and I can't and I and I actually think it connects to Floyd, George Floyd, and all this other shit. And I'm going to tell you straight up, the sure. reason the reason I do is because when Jack Kirby came up with the concept for Black Panther, he was called Cole Tiger originally. And Stan Lee was like, nah, I'm not going to call him Cole Tiger. Fuck that. And he what goes, what, he you gonna, what you want? Huh? Say that again? He wanted to call Cold. him Cole Tiger. Cold Tiger? Cole. Like C-O-A-L. Like the oh, burning wow, coal. Okay. And he was like, Cole Tiger. Because he didn't want to just call him Black something again. Like Black Falcon, Black Goliath. There was a bunch of like heroes, but they were always black. Black Tornado, Black Samurai, you know, on and on. Uh, so they finally, you know, he was like, Cole Tiger. And, and Stan Lee was like, nope, let's call him Black Panther. And it was the right name for him, and that's what it stayed. But he said, uh, well, there might be discrepancies because it's a movement in Oakland right now. It's a revolution with the black communities out of the Bay Area. And... Uh, and it's nationwide and Stan Lee knew about it and he goes well there's no association with it so how come if that's the case and that's how he was supposed to be made then how come Disney puts him in West Oakland and not only do they put him in West Oakland dude in the first movie they put him like two blocks away from that fucking original Black Panther headquarters I don't think that's a mistake man and I think there's some subliminal shit in there and I think it's horrific to think about white agendas working Disney and what their fucking plan is overall for, like, the ratio and aspect on an algorithm they're creating for black communities. And it's just like, uh-huh. And now they got the fucking new one, and dude's dead, which is just weird. Even though they, they say, well, he died of fucking, he had some, you know, shit. It's like, uh-huh. Uh, but they made the movie anyway, Wakanda Forever. And now, here it is, Atlantis coming back to claim what is theirs after Wakanda's taken it over. And that's really what it's about. And Submariner being this guy, and, they, and not only that, but they call him the Winged Serpent in this so, movie. So... Like and that's fucking important shit to know, man. <laughs> I think, you know, it's like, dude, there's a, where's the line between comic book shit and what their agenda shit is that they can just 
you know, put right the fuck in there. I think that's the, one of the biggest horror shows in the world to think about what their long-term goal is in order in, in doing this kind of shit. And I was watching a Thor Ragnarok too. And they're looking at this thing called the devil's anus and Bruce Banner. And it's an anomaly in the sky, but, and Bruce Banner breaks it down in his scientific format. And he goes, that looks like a collapsed, uh, Rosenberg bridge in a wormhole or, uh, in a, a collapsed supernova on a Rosenberg bridge, which makes it a gigantic por- time portal, which is the same thing that happens in Donnie Darko, non-Marvel related. And, sure. uh, you know, I'm going to tell this thing cause I was like, fuck it. I think this would be good for the show, but okay. The other night God h- hanged out with me for 30 hours straight. And I've been working for him for like a long time. And when he shows up and just starts hanging out, it's weird. And uh, he's like, what? let's watch Donnie Darko. So I watched Donnie Darko with God the other day. And even Donnie Darko brings up God in that movie when he's talking to his teacher. And he's like, well, if er-, and his teacher's like, well, if everybody could see that they had a pre- determined path we already said that would give them the option to break Drew Barrymore? It. yeah is okay exactly and uh not drew barrymore though the guy that's banging drew barrymore the physics teacher okay uh and that's who he's talking to and he's like well if it, and the guy goes whoever you know if they could see their destiny in front of them they'd be able to break it and that would prevent the free will concept and he was like, yeah, but not if you were looking at it through God's channel. And the guy was like, I, uh, I'm not going to be able to talk about this anymore. And he goes, why not? And he goes, because I could lose my job. And he goes, okay. And he just leaves. And the guy is just looking at him like, what the fuck? And then outside is the, uh, the little girl, the little... Uh, a Native American girl that gets that keeps getting picked on, and one guy's all go back to China. Sure, sure. Uh, but she represents the Native American spirit that can acknowledge that there is a temporal anom- anomaly happen- happening, and that the timeline that's happening right now is not the correct timeline. And she knows that Donnie Darko is the only one that can fix it, and that's what it says in Grandma Death's little book too. Uh, you know, about there being this receiver guy person. That is the, and there is no real reason why the one person is chosen to have to fix the timeline, but they are. And I, I was watching this with God. I ain't seen this movie in 20 years. And I was just tripping with God. I was like, you're telling me shit, dude. <laughs> I know. Like, like, dude, no. you are sharing some deep secrets about broken timeline, which I think is personally scary and have had friends ultimately psych- psychologically damaged by the Mandela effect. You know? And I don't know well, if you've had experience with that, but man, I definitely have. I, I, haven't, I haven't really had any problems with memory ever. I, I have. I, well, not that I consider oh, my memory I mean, I faulty. Things, but I don't misremember them very often. You see what I'm saying? 
My kid's name is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, all right. Well, <laughs> I have had experiences. I've had an episode called What the Fuck If with my buddy Timmy Irie who does the show with me and uh, who actually is a Mandela effect. He is. Because he was killed when I was in junior high, dude. And that's not really something you really misremember, you know? And by 2019, he was around again. We've had this talk. He doesn't mind me talking about it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I had 34 years of PTSD that suddenly became invalid because he never did die. He, and according to the timeline, I'm wrong and he never did die. And the way it was set up kind of could have made it look that way. It's really hard to prove, but I, I know for a fact that he died. And he was killed. And that was one of these temporal anomalies that I had had to uh, have had to deal with, you know. Um, and I've heard some other stories. I've had some Star Wars instances I'm going to share in a minute here. But I do want to let you talk again. <laughs> and I don't want to just take it all up. I am. Oh, uh, no. I, I, you've heard my, some, one of my wild stories. And I have had prophetic dreams. You ever have one of those dreams where you had the dream and you wake up and turn on the television it's exactly what you had in the dream it's what I've happened had <clears throat> I did it with the restaurant Casa Bonita um, I had a dream that I had scammed a Casa Bonita restaurant and I uh, and I woke up and I did it and it went exactly how I had done it and I know that's not that big of a one but <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I did get free, this two way. free meals. For, <laughs> anybody that doesn't know me, I will say that I'm always interested in finding where our consciences meet. Let's right. put it that way. And I find that... Uh, so many questions about everything, man. Everybody Especially experiences right now. reality so differently nowadays. <laughs> well, there's a lot of weird shit going on. Yes. And trying to keep up with it all is fucking unbearing. <laughs> but if you can do it, and you got the fucking brain like me and Dr. Anonymous here, you know, um, then you probably know a lot more about what we're talking about. And uh, it all does string together in that flower of life pattern. And the flower of life isn't necessarily as pretty as its geometric fucking setting, you know? Sometimes it's a really ugly-ass flower. <laughs> yeah, when the system's ready to take you to Boston in a car, promise you everything in the world that you ever wanted, it doesn't tell you what it wants in return. No shit. <laughs> you know that system is... And it's well-funded because they took you out to a theme park beforehand. We went to Six Flags. I don't even know where that is in relation to uh, New York and Pennsylvania. What is it, Sandusky? One's out that way. Sandusky, Ohio? <laughs> uh, I think it is. I, don't even think, I think it was, unless we might have gone out that far. I think the hell, amusement park capital of the world at that time. What year was it? It wasn't Cedar Point. It wasn't. It was the Six Flags, man. Well, Six Flags is in the same Sandusky area. It used to be. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Six Flags, King Island, is, Cedar Point, Chicago Sea World. Did they take, take me to the cheap part? Because I would have gone. I would have gone to Cedar Point. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, I think I'm, you know that was their answer to Clifton Hill. But I wish they would just make a Clifton Hill in America and get it over with. But you know, I, I wonder what happened to the kids that went to Boston. I don't know. I wonder what happened to all these kids that are, that are, since we can't get names for anybody anymore, what's happened to any of these people? It's uh, truly horrifying. Did you, you, did you see that the uh, Daily Mail did this uh, little cover, CYA interview with Ghislaine Maxwell? That's the only news that I've seen recently. Uh-oh. We'll be right back. Says that's that's River, that's River Phoenix. I said, Oh, yeah. So I started to walk over and he stood up and he stood up and he came around the corner and he was glowing and he was brighter than the window. And I was watching this. I was thinking, This guy, I said, and the first thing I said to him, You know, you're a movie star, you're a major star. I've been tasting roads my whole life. This road will never end. I think he was just going to take off to become something amazing. I think he was going to be huge. River's sense of loss, his loneliness, his sweetness, his isolation. I mean, youth can always relate to those things. It's up to us to take care of all our friends. Life for a fever, sure. Thank you. River was one of the groundbreaking artists who put PETA on the pop culture map. He carried the weight of the world on his shoulders. He felt responsible to help the planet, especially being he had the ability to actually make a pretty big wave because of his status. Phoenix was not an actor. He was a musician with a damn good day job. It just so happened that his day job made him rich and famous. But his love was always music.
We now return, turn, turn. Do, 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 Yeah, tell me about that Galene shit again. So, uh, Jizzling. 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 The, uh, submarine pilot. I guess, you, you know she's got a submarine pilot license. She wants fun. He's looking at the woman's, the woman's high class. High class. Anyway, she's, they finally did, the Daily Mail did, like, an interview with her. And she uh, was claiming that the uh, picture with Virginia Gray and Prince uh, Andrew was fake. Blah blah blah. It was completely making her trying to exonerate her, CYA on her, because they've got to be, you know, she is big. She's got money. I don't know. Nobody. The the people that have the money, you don't know where the money is coming from, but they have the money. Hmm. And yet they'll talk about Alex Jones. Yeah. And how he owes so much money. Distraction. I don't know what that is, but that's too crazy to be If it sounds too good to be true, as we've been told before, some they're in on this. Somebody's in on this. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I don't believe anything anymore. You're going to you know, pretend I'm from Missouri. Go ahead and show me. <laughs> the show me state <laughs> well fuck guys I guess I mean you know there is much to be discovered we got to hit on a lot of crazier subjects tonight and I got to open up about some stuff that I've been wanting to and I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity Dr. Anonymous so thank you no problem hey you know one of the things I've i I'll say that it, I have loved the show. Um, have you ever seen the show Lost? Yeah. The J.J. So, Abrams shit? Yeah. I always pictured that as being based on the Philip K. Dick novel. Or maybe it's two or maybe three. They used it. But one of the ones is Eye in the Sky. Okay. And if you're familiar with the story, it's about the fact that pe- before they're dying, they're all. They all discover that I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead. Spoiler alert. Turn it off. I'm sorry if you've read the. If you haven't read the book and intend to read the book, they didn't make a movie out of it. The closest thing is you have lost, which is the moments before they die. They end up in each other's worlds, or how they view the world. Their consciousness, consciousnesses. So, are we really here? Who could say? How close is the afterlife to what, as it is on Earth? Are we in the afterlife? I guess, according to astral physics, we would be. Because we would have already have left here, you know. And our life looks like this fucking vapor in comparison to the third dimensional proxy we fucking kind of like computed in, you know. But really, we already died. Or we're already gone. Or sharing a reality, almost like a simulation. Who knows? If we're sharing it, the things that say, if I see a ghost, you walk into the room and I can't see the ghost. 
I can't see ghosts. The ghosts maybe will go away for you. And suddenly there won't be a ghost visible, but you still saw that thing. My reality affects your reality only insofar as the world is perfect. There is a creator. And it works that way, I think. I think that's a good place to end this episode on What do you think, Dr. Anonymous? No problem at all. It's good to have you on the show, buddy. I want you back. We got to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on a deeper level and some Pulp Fiction shit. And, you know, you got some other stuff, too, you've sent me. I'm definitely interested in I think it's been great. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Yeah. And I'll be uh, happy to hang out with somebody else, too, if you get somebody else who wants to chat. Or if I find somebody that uh, would ha- be happy to come on. I would love that, man. Well, be- bring me bring me somebody else. We'll do. We'll have a three-way. Ah! <laughs> All right, buddy. You hang in there. I might know a mortician. Hang ten, not yourself. That's right, your Doctor Doom's words tonight. <laughs> you do the same. All right, All brother. Right, take care. We'll be right back, motherfucker. In a statement given to the police and obtained by a Memphis newspaper, 17-year-old Jesse Miss Kelly allegedly confesses to watching two other suspects choke, rape, and sexually mutilate three West Memphis second graders. The murders had been part of a satanic ritual. Satanic worship. A horrific, ritualistic sacrifice. We're just sitting on a couch watching TV tonight and we're They had to find somebody to pin this on. This publicity was getting out of hand. We, the jury, find Jesse Lloyd Miss Kelly Jr. guilty of second-degree murder, Jason Baldwin guilty of capital murder, Damian Eccles guilty of capital murder. This doesn't change anything. Our son was still murdered. And he was tortured to death by three murdering bastards on a ditch bike. He was eight years old. Damn sisters. It's a great tragedy that kids was killed, but it's also another great tragedy that American citizens, anybody today's public can just be picked up for a crime they didn't commit. Everybody in the town and in the courtroom and on the jury are all blinded by their fantasies about satanic cults. The criminal confessions are too many manipulated by the police. I'm going to be wondering if the true killers were actually captured. Jesse Miskelly Jr., Jason Baldwin, Damian Eccles. I promise you, as God is my witness, I'll visit all three of your graves. We now return. (laughs) Well, what is there to say? Want to thank Dr. Anonymous for being on the show today. You know, man. Three kids getting blamed in West Memphis for some bullshit they didn't do or River Phoenix fucking biting a bullet and a bunch of other travesties man that just what the fuck kind of justice are you going to get out of you know well in reflection Damian Nichols has been out of prison for a while now and he's written a book He's a well-spoken dude, you know, he's had a lot of time to sit there and 
be judged for things he didn't do. And people die of things that they regret. Anyway, man, if you got some uh, shit you want to share with me and my mom, you want to talk to the Mud Wolf or Mike Diana or any of these other motherfuckers I work with, <laughs> give me a call, man, 206-666-5847. You know, sometimes you just got to take your life back after others have taken it from you, dude. Alright man, stick around, let's get this fucker rolling, have a safe fucking Halloween, motherfucker. <laughs> You've been listening to Adam Aaron DGED, Underground Cartoon Therapy.